Yeah, so uh, just prepare to... Uh, it, it'll be great. It'll be perfect. Yeah, so uh, just prepare to... Y'all don't watch us play throughout the year, to tell you the truth. I'm gonna be real with you, and I don't care if I get fired. That train is off the track. I feel like you, you can't just like jump through Neptune and be okay. Just prepare to. What the show needs is more dogs and bears and chickens and stuff. Yeah, so uh, just prepare to uh, be a watch Welcome Pacers fans, you are listening to the Undebeatables, your semi-weekly Pacers podcast. Today is January 31st, 2021, and this is episode 498, coming to you from Indianapolis, Indiana. I'm your host, Joey Gafrida, the man behind the dials and season ticket holder. This show, we're going to discuss the games against Toronto, Charlotte, and Philadelphia. Joining me this show are two of our three analysts, Coast to Coast, like Buttered Toast. First, from the birthplace of Dave Chappelle, Silver Spring, Maryland, it's the doctor, Jason Triplett. What is up, Pacers fans? What is up, Undebeatables? Uh, shout out to February. From Indianapolis, Indiana, he's our in-house bartender mixing up the drinks in the crappy jingles, John Colson. What is up, Pacer Nation? What is up, Undebeatables? Uh, some spicy takes on this uh, Sixers loss. Anxious to get into it. Uh, seems like it's a lot of blame to go around. Uh, yeah, we're never never short on uh, blame to pass out. Uh, but before we get into that, I'd like to remind you that this show is brought to you by you over at patreon.com slash undebeatables. Uh, if you support us over there, it really helps... Uh, uh, us pay the bills for us to do what we do. Um, for as little as a dollar a month, you can support us. And uh, for a little bit more, you can join our Slack community. Uh, and we're going to ship you a koozie. Uh, by the time you listen to this, it will be the first of the month. Uh, and uh, the rewards will be going out from the patrons for last month. And uh, we got a new patron uh, since our last show. Thank you to listener Joyce for your patronage. Shout out. Again, that's patreon.com slash undebeatable shout out uh speaking of shout outs can i shout out uh damian lillard uh for his uh six points and 11 seconds against the bulls he's trying to do his best reggie impression it was not eight points in 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 nine seconds uh just six and 11 uh but the level of difficulty on these shots he hit his first three uh from uh, basically half court (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, down five, hits a three. Gary Trent Jr. then does him a, a solid and uh, locks up the Bulls team and wins the tip, gets it back to Damian Lillard for a, yet another long contested three, goes in. Blazers win, Blazers win. Uh, that was one of the most th- fun things I'd seen on the NBA for quite a while. So shout out to uh, <laughs> Dollar Dame. Yeah, it, it, I saw that. Uh, I saw the game winner and. I mean, you know, I hate to say this, but it's like, it's just pretty typical Lillard stuff. I mean, it's just, <laughs> again, you know, PG would say it's a bad shot, but whatever. Sure, it, sure. You know, you, he's just... You cease to be amazed. Right. I mean, it's just like, all right, well, yeah, I mean, he's on this side of the half court line. Like, yeah, he's open. So shoot it. 
Yeah, you're fine. Did you see that uh, Dame Dalla, his his latest uh, pair of shoes, like the, the Lillard shoes or whatever? Yeah. Um, in OKC colors uh, as a tribute to the shot over Paul George. <laughs> <laughs> that is so awesome. Beautiful. All right. So we had, uh, well, uh, four games this week. The uh, we, t- we did talk on the Tuesday show a little bit about the first game uh, against the Raptors, but it was Monday. We didn't get to the specifics, um, but it was the 25th of Monday. Um, Pacers did win that one, 129-114. to 114. Brogdon killed it 39-7-9. and 9. Miles Turner, 21-10. Uh, Jeremy Lamb looked fire from the bench, 22 points. And Goga got some, uh, some good stuff going on that game, 10 points, two blocks. Uh, then we had two games against Charlotte. First one was Wednesday, January 27th. Pacers win this one, 116-106. to 106. Again, Malcolm Brogdon, 25 points. Seven and six. Uh, Sabonis getting a triple double with twenty two points, uh, eleven uh, rebound. I'm sorry, yeah, eleven rebounds, uh, ten of the other stat. Assists, <laughs> ten assists. assists. Yes, okay. it is. I didn't mark them down. Right. <laughs> uh, and he got a steal too. Um, and uh, Dougie McBucket's killing it. Twenty eight points from the bench, looking good. He looked good going to the hoop too. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the the uh, uh, rebound game, uh, Friday the 29th against Charlotte again. They lose this one 105-108. Um, Sabonis, Miles Turner, and Brogdon all had over 20 points, but it was not enough in a, in a tight one uh, against Charlotte. And uh, just before recording, um, the Pacers lose incredibly to the Philadelphia 76ers. They snatched defeat from the jaws of victory shout out to mike morrow on that game <laughs> uh, patreon and fan of the show mm-hmm. he, he's claiming uh in the chat that he never said they would win um but let's let's get some analysis his quote is patriots should get a little more hype with the win tonight granted Embiid is out but we have Warren and laverta's out well which true if you want to if you want to get technical he did not say we would win but he said if he said they should get more hype with a win. With so, a win. Right, 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 right. Yeah. yeah. I think uh, the the intention was there. We, I know what he meant. We were up 20 in the third at that point. He was feeling right. he was feeling himself, for sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. What a, what a yeah, brutal beat. On. You should know. What a brutal a beat. Fan. You never, ever, ever, ever count those chickens. Before they hatch, man. So, so we're up 16 uh, with, what, eight minutes to go? And uh, I, I actually, um, I, I had to work late and I'm rushing to catch the pod and uh, driving, uh, listening to, you know, listen to it on the radio and feeling good. In fact, I had actually had a whole thing uh, planned for the pod where I was going to say, um, I was really excited about playing the Sixers with Embiid. Because I think the Pacers match up really well against the Sixers. Um, you know, we've got some big guys to go on. Embiid, who's who's having an MVP type season. We also defensively, you know, I think we're one of the better teams at defending the the long twos right now in the league. And uh, the Sixers are one of the teams that shoot the most long twos. Uh, we also are one of the teams that force uh, some of the most turnovers for uh, easy points. 
and uh, they tend to turn the ball over. And I was like, I like this matchup. I like this matchup now. I like this matchup in the playoffs. It's too bad we couldn't see Embiid, you know, and does this 20-point victory mean anything, um, even though Embiid's not here? And then I, I, I turn on the Skype to talk to you guys, and we've lost uh, out of nowhere. So I guess I blame Mike Morrow as well. Um, I heard uh, something uh, from you, Jason, that Jill doesn't think it's Mike Morrow's fault. Yeah, well, so I also didn't, uh, I guess, prematurely came downstairs and said, okay, yeah, I think this looks good. Let's start prepping for the, the pod um, and then watch the box score as it slowly went in the wrong direction. But so before we started the pod, I ran upstairs to, to talk to Jill. And uh, she seems to think there was a, key, a critical moment where uh, momentum was shifting. The the Sixers went on a ridiculous run, sort of bridging the, the third and fourth quarters. Um, and uh, Bjorkgren was was a little slow to uh, call a timeout, apparently. I think also one thing, I mean, obviously I'll, I'm go back and watch the, the fourth quarter of this debacle, but... Um, I think emotions ran awry here. So uh, while the Pacers were playing well, there was an incident between uh, Sabonis and Dwight Howard, Dwight Howard being his typical pesty self, and they got double technicals. And you could sort of, in my head, I was thinking, all right, don't let this, you know, bother you or whatever. But you could tell that he had gotten into Sabonis's head at that point. So I don't know if that continued um, and then apparently later there was like a really hard foul that Miles Turner committed that seemed probably out of character and didn't uh, do us any good. Can't give them free points when they're already kicking your ass, you know. You know, when you got that kind of cushion, you got to pull out that win, especially at home, especially against uh, the yeah. team that's that's, uh, that's leading in the, the East without yeah. their best player. Like, let's go ahead and take that victory. And this is disappointing. Well, I mean, it could, you could still be right, Colson. It could be that the Pacers match up really well with the Sixers when they have Embiid, just yeah. not super well when they don't have Embiid. <laughs> I mean, you know, we seemed in control of this game for uh, large chunks of it, so um, we're gonna have to go back to the drawing board and figure out what 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 uh, fell apart there. In general, I don't think of this team as uh, overly emotional, and uh, you know, uh, people are able to get in our heads, but man. The Sixers are a bunch of J-bags, so, um, you know, if any team could do it, it's them. Yeah. I don't know I why mean, I said J-bags. I think, I think if you say jag-bags, I mean, that's not a, a bad word. Uh, yeah, I mean, not technically. It's not a nice <laughs> word. But, it's but I don't know if J-bag there. makes it better, so I'm going to step back from the J-bag. <laughs> It's like a D bag, you know. Sure, it's like the D bag. T bag sure. is a lot nicer. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, the super disappointing thing is that this caps off a week um, where the Pacers go t- two and two now. That really was close to being a four and zero week, right? I mean, we start out with that wonderful win against Toronto, second night of a back to back, where Brogdon just plays out of his gourd. Um, and looks like an all-star the entire game. And the Pacers close that game uh, in the fourth quarter in the way that you want to see your team closing games. Um, 
you know, playing great defense, uh, tied together on a string and, and efficient offense, moving the ball super well. Uh, and then you go to those two Charlotte games that were, you know, the, the, uh, let's see. Yeah. The first game was kind of like a weirdo game. The, (laughs) the Pacers, you know, were owning them in the first quarter. And then, uh, basically it was like, uh, they swapped bodies, the team swapped bodies in the second (laughs) quarter. Uh, and Charlotte, you know, runs it back and has a lead before, or no, the Pacers had to leave at, uh, at halftime, but only by four. Um, but then again, in the fourth quarter, it looked like the more efficient team um, made the stops when they needed to and, and got the uh, got the win, you know, stretched it out to a nice nice win. Uh, and then Thursday, or no, so Friday, uh, playing the Hornets again in this weird situation where you play the same team twice in a row, um, was definitely more of a struggle, but the Pacers were in position to win that game, um, but just couldn't pull it out. I guess they were kind of trying to crawl their way back a lot in the the second half, and but we're right there. It was definitely a winnable game, and yeah, uh, we were tied up at what one hundred three, I think. We lose it at yeah uh, one hundred eight, one hundred five. I, I look. I, this is the first time I've seen this iteration of Charlotte, and I gotta say, I kind of like them. Like I, you know, they're frisky. Uh, you know, we went to see them a few years back, and the only player on that team worth watching was Kemba Walker, and like mm-hmm. it just it was just a, it was sort of a shell of an NBA franchise, right? I mean, they, you know, they just, uh, you know, Nick Batum's bloated contract and a bunch of you know washed up guys, and like, <laughs> I, I just this team is frisky and fun. I, I, uh, they. You know, I went basically. I looked up all their stats after watching them. I'm like, this, what's going on here? Uh, they lead the league in assists per game. You know, and I think mm-hmm. it's got a lot to do with um, they're taking on the personality of Gordon Hayward and uh, Lamelo Ball. Like, they just like sharing the basketball. Um, they also will take advantage of transition. I, I thought that's really what really hurt us. Like, they don't they don't have a super high pace. But when they have the opportunity, um, I just thought they were destroying us in the fast break. And I went and looked it up. They're, they're uh, top three in transition, both percentage-wise, so percentage of how often you get a transition, and in points per possession in transition. Um, so, you know, that met the eye test. Um, and what's interesting about that is the Pacers are fifth in transition D, but it didn't matter in this game. Um, in either game, I thought that they really just were able to kind of take advantage of, of um, you know, some runouts and gets – they're athletic and they got a lot of dunks on us. Um, I thought it, they were entertaining games. Both of them were kind of back and forth. You're right in that second game, Jason. We were kind of down 6-8 most of the game. We'd get it tied up, and then it just seemed like a lot of energy to get back, um, you know, to get ahead. But if I were a, if I were a, a, te- a fan of Charlotte, like I'd I'd be happy with this team. I know they're they're a little bit below five hundred, but like this is much more fun to watch than what's been happening over the last ten years for them. Oh, for sure. I mean, they were frisky last year too. I mean, so they're just adding uh, Hayward into the mix with um, with Lamelo and well, Lamelo's an addition, right? Um, and he, yeah, I guess that's a bigger divi- addition than I want to give him credit for. But PJ Washington, Rogier, um, yeah, Graham. Graham, that's the guy who I was thinking. Yeah, of. yeah, um, he was their point guard. Yeah, yeah, really uh, played an entertaining brand of basketball. You know, like you yeah. said, high energy. Um, 
the thing in that the the Charlotte loss that got us was again rebounding. Um, mm-hmm. So there were a couple of possessions down the or one possession in particular where the Pacers played fantastic defense, force a a, a long three pointer uh, that's missed, but then they can't secure the rebound, mm-hmm. and in the scramble it gets to Devonte Grant's hands, I believe, and then he nails a three. Yeah. Um, and then a very similar thing, if I'm remembering right, happened on the very next possession. and Or no, we, maybe we had a turnover, and then a, they hit a quick three. And then it was like, holy shit, all of a sudden we're down six <laughs> with like 30 seconds to play. What happened? Like, I don't understand. Yeah. So, And then, yeah, like in this Philly game, right, like that again looked like a game that we were in clear control of and then just sort of fall apart. I mean that's that's damn close to a four and a week and and all of a sudden you're uh, Colson I'm sure would be you know swinging from you know walking yourself on a, on a ledge hitting panic buttons to you know touting us as a top you know four three two one team in the East or something like that yeah like, I mean if we win both of those what are we thirteen and seven you know. Something yeah. like that. And, and instead, and, and we're we, 11 and 9. Yeah. yeah. And we would have been, what, sitting at second in the East? And now we're sitting at, what, fourth or fifth? Like, yeah, that's a huge swing. And these are winnable games. You know, like, I, I enjoyed the Charlotte games. I thought they were entertaining games. Uh, a lot of back and forth, a lot of running. Uh, we're a better team than they are. And I know it's really hard to beat a team back-to-back in these things. You know, but you feel like if this is a playoff matchup, you know, we beat them seven, you know, uh, you know, four out of seven times in a playoff matchup. So I, we're just a For better sure. team. Um, yep. That's part of what goes on, in, you know, in a regular season. You're going to lose some of these games, and and I don't think we're yet. Have we won uh, any of these home and home games? I think we've split all of them, haven't we? We split the one against the Celtics, the one against the Raptors, mm-hmm. the one, yeah. So I yep. think it's just tough to beat a team back to back during a regular season, but. I mean, my goodness, this this uh, this Philly game coming right here on the heels of what I thought was an acceptable loss, even though frustrating, uh, against the Hornets, uh, dominating this game through, um, I mean, at least the middle two quarters, and then right at the end of the third, kind of falling apart and and allowing them to run away with it. You know, you talked, Jason, about that Raptors game and what was nice about it is that we looked like the the more professional team in the fourth quarter you know we were playing good d mm-hmm. and we were hitting good shots and just to crumble down the stretch is is concerning well and we hadn't seen it for a while i mean we talked earlier in the year that was one of the things that had concerned us right yeah because um, we were doing we really had well had a in couple the third fourth quarter, quarter right uh wonky things we sort of attributed it to you know these guys are getting into game shape and it's a new system and still trying to figure things out but we had strung together you know a couple weeks there of i mean at least decent fourth quarters right like or at least a, a few games worth and then dab this who knows i mean definitely the guys are you know have pride and will will uh own up to it and try to solve the problem and they're going to need to because the, the schedule does not get easier yeah um this would have been a really right? nice win because, yes, the next two weeks um, we are playing the Grizzlies, who, you know, um, they're competitive right now. Uh, the Bucks, who are in the top half of the East. New Orleans, which hopefully that's a gimme, but 
They've got a lot of talent. Uh, the Jazz, who are currently the best record in the league, and then the Nets with all their all stars. Um, so that's that's your next week at plus. You know, you'd like to go two and three in that and call it a victory. I mean, that's that's what we're looking at. You know, um, this is it's not getting easier. No, not at all. Turns out the NBA is hard. Um, <laughs> Wait a second. I think we'll talk on Thursday show. Um, you know, we're 20 games in now, which is even in an 82 game season, the sort of quarter pole mark. So we're even in a 72 game season now, a little bit past the quarter pole. So it's it's a good time to take the temperature. You know, like you were saying, Joey, it's a good enough of a sample size that we can maybe draw some conclusions about what's going on and does the record accurately reflect you know where we are and and you know who's really performing for the team well and i've been doing nerdy uh lineup dives as you know i love to do every season so mm, if, if, if those are your favorite shows <laughs> tune in strap in <laughs> <laughs> joe are you concerned are you just kind of along for the ride you're still kind of taking the temperature of the team um are you do you feel like i don't know where are we at I mean, yeah, I'm just kind of along for the ride right now. Um, it, it's a new, you know, with the even though that the personnel is similar, there's there's a coaching change, and there's you know there's going to be a bit of a culture change. Uh, you know, and, and with uh, uh, Old Depot gone, there's there's more you know more of a culture change in the player base as well. So I, I don't know exactly what we've got yet. Um, I like the team. I like you know the, I like the guys, but. You know, collapses like happened against uh, Philly. You know, the team is still building towards stuff. So, like, I'm not sh- shocked. You know, like, um, you know, I'm bummed out by that. But you know, they 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 did hold on against the Raptors. But mm-hmm. um, you know, so it's like they're they're learning how to do this. And and you know, this is you know, I guess you know, this is Brogdon's team now, and and this is uh, you know, he's learning how to be in his role and and all the leaders of this team are sort of new to that role. So, um, yeah, everybody is sort of just left like two weeks ago, right? Like there's a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, exactly. So it's, it's, it's a lot of learning. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, um, I, I support, you know, the, this learning, uh, period. Um, cause it's with guys that I like, you know, uh, I like the, so the personalities and they, and they're all guys that are producing. Um, so, you know, I, I don't really have anything bad to say. Um, you know, and this is, this is Bjorken's first, uh, team to coach too. So, you know, maybe, maybe, you know, maybe he watches the tape and said, yeah, but I probably, sh-, you know, he, he watches the tape, uh, you know, listens to our show. He's like, yeah, I probably should have made it. <laughs> should have called that timeout. T- yeah, call yeah, that yeah. timeout. That's on me, you know? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. You're right. You point out a lot of good things there, Joey. That you know, it's 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 a learning. Every season is a learning process, right? The other thing I would I would say with this team is it's a really fun brand of basketball to yes. watch. Yes, yes. Like I I have thoroughly enjoyed watching us play every night. Um, you know, when I can be cognizant and awake and <laughs> take the game in. Uh, and, you know, that's in opposition to last year's team, which I loved and cheered for all the time, but there were definitely, like, stretches 
it, when you watch a Nate McMillan coach team where it's just like, what is going on on this possession? Like, why are we not? There's a lot more stand. There's a lot less standing around. Oh, there's hardly any standing around. I mean, I, yeah, the the, the, the off fantastic. ball action is beautiful. I mean, I, it really is. There's so many times I'm watching and I'm just like, there's. I just love it. There's just. There's pin downs and screens off screens that have nothing to do with the ball action, and I just, it's it's really a joy to watch. The guy is a is a at least an offensive uh, savant in in uh, in uh, new Nate. We're not supposed to call him new Nate anymore, I guess, because eventually he's gonna be Nate, or what are we gonna call him? Uh, I don't know. Nate By Bjork. His name? Bjork. Bjork. Bjork grins a lot. I don't know. Um, Bjork dog. I don't know. B dog. <laughs> <laughs> No, that, just, no, that sounds dirty. We just call him, we just call him Coach. Coach B, maybe. Uh, but no, I yeah, I, I'm I'm I agree with you. This it's a fun brand of basketball, and and as Harper always says, the first third of a season is about kind of figuring out who you are, um, you know, and then the the you know uh, middle third is kind of positioning yourself, and then the last third is playing your best basketball. So. You know, we're still in that learning phase. We're getting we're getting real close to being where we need to be, um, and start kind of amping up and positioning ourselves uh, to start playing our best basketball. Uh, but this is still this is still the the honeymoon phase, the learning phase. So, um, you know, we won't we won't be too hard on uh, on coach, even yeah. though he he missed his timeout. <laughs> I assume he's going to we do don't a great. Even know. I'm, a, I'm a, well. No, I trust Jill. I also know that that's that's a, a very important thing. We've talked about it many times. You got to call the timeout at the right time. Well, and he tends to like to let them solve yeah. their problems themselves. Which, sure. As a new parent, I can appreciate. You know, you got to you know let the kids gain their independence. Sometimes they're going to mm-hmm. screw up. So. Right. I thought I always thought Phil Jackson was great at that. Like he would uh, kind of let them play through it, but also. Sometimes he just – it was like, I got to call it. Like, he had a balance between when's the one yeah. I'm going to call and when's the one I'm going to let go. So, um, yep. I, we assume Nate will is very quickly become similar to that. As, to uh, Phil Jackson, Jackson. Level. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. For sure. <laughs> it's the logical pro- progression. I, think. I agree. I yep. agree. All right. Well, Colson laid it out, but I'll uh, he did my job for me, but I'll do it again, I guess. So, four games this week for the Pacers. Uh Tuesday hosting Memphis. That's an eight o'clock start for some reason. Hmm. Wednesday back to back at Milwaukee. Hmm. That's on ESPN that game. Uh, Friday back to the field house hosting the Pelicans. And Sunday, February 7th, uh, hosting the Utah Jazz uh, at the field house. That's a one o'clock start. And it's COVID times, but I don't know, Colson. Does that mean. Baby races, or <laughs> I don't. That's a good question. Uh, you know, uh, babies don't get COVID very much. Uh, there's only uh, they're low to the ground. Yeah, there's, that's what it is. there's only a thousand uh, fans allowed in the building. I don't know if uh, they have enough mm, people with babies. Statistically, there's probably only not enough one babies. Or two babies in there. Yeah, exactly. This normally would be a baby race, but I'm going to assume it's not going to be. I know that normally the baby race would be the game of the week for you. Um, <laughs> but since there's probably not a baby race, do you, what, what's the game of the week for you? Is it that Jazz game or is it the Bucks game? Uh, it's got to be that Bucks game, right? Okay. Like, I, th- I think that that's you know, on the road, national TV. Uh, second night of a back to back. Second night of a back to back. You know, 
against you know the reigning MVP. I mean that Utah game is is a close second, given how well they're playing right now. But yeah. Right. Colson, is is your greatest uh, loss of this this uh, COVID era? Is it is it the lost generation of baby racers? <laughs> That's right. You think about how many one year olds just never got to play the game. Yeah, you know. I mean, they, they just, just never had yeah, a chance, all that talent you know? will never see the floor. I mean, this is a whole year and a half of just talent wiped off the off the grid. That's right. It's a lost generation well, who are, of baby racers. Who are they going to learn from? That, you know who were their baby forefathers? Yeah, exactly. Pass like the torch down. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Once, once they, uh, you know, are they going to talk to the three-year-olds? Those, those grizzled vets. They don't. It's, it's, it's a, like, it's, it's like no. the young kids trying to learn from Charles Barkley at this point. Like, eh, he doesn't even watch the game anymore. <laughs> he doesn't know who anybody is. Exactly. Anymore. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, three to one. That's a big. It's a. That's a generation gap right there. For I mean, sure. It's too much. Too much. Well, I mean, I think we're we're out for a, a rocky couple of years as we try to rebuild the the baby race ranks. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yet another yeah COVID tragedy. <laughs> Just yeah. Well, we've already been talking on. to Ethan about it, so he's uh, good. 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 Yeah. We're preparing him. Do you think? Do you think train. next next October he's going to be ready? Uh, yeah, should be. Beginning of next season. All right. You have to. Uh, do, do I have to travel to uh, DC for the baby race, or can he travel to uh, Indy? We'll see. He's probably going to be I better on his home court. To, yeah, yeah. We got to try to get him in as many as possible. Maybe we'll do a circuit. Maybe we'll do a tour. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, I like it. I like it. Well, I will be at every one of them. Just I promise. <laughs> if I have to quit my job. That's his first thing. He's like, "Oh, I'll go quit my job." Well, I, I mean, I, yeah, why I, you is know, it, why is that always nobody even asked him to. to he didn't ask for time off. He just said, "I'll quit." I'll, yeah, I'll I'll quit. Uh, just leave my house. Stop paying rent. Whatever, yeah, whatever it takes. If you need me to help you move next week, it's cool. I'll quit my job. Don't worry. <laughs> Sounds like there's problems at the at the uh, at the work. No, I mean, you know what? You know, we we uh, we work to play, and then. Sometimes we just need to play. Sure. Okay. And your 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 version of play is watching uh, baby races. I get it. I get it. It is it is my great passion, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> it's the greatest sport ever invented. Anybody challenges me on that, I will take you out back and probably get beat up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, team. Um, we'll, uh, let's, let's, uh, pick up this baby race discussion in the Thursday show. Um, until then, uh, you can hit us up on all of the social medias. We're on Twitter at unbeatables. We're on facebook.com slash the unbeatables. Our website is the unbeatables.com and there's a contact form there. You can send us a message if you'd like. You can send us uh, an old-fashioned email, shout out at theunbeatables.com, and you can support us at our Patreon, which is patreon.com slash unbeatables for as little as a dollar per month. Thanks to everybody who's done that. For once in... T-shirts, we got those. (laughs) (laughs) Um, For once and always, architect, Donnie Walsh. And once and always coach. God, I really, I thought I had it that time. 
for our architect Donnie Walsh and our once and always coach Bobby Sick Leonard, now in the Hall of Fame. Turn out the lights, the party's over. What I really about that like about this is <clears throat> the fans, um, you know, really get to see your process because. <laughs> It's gonna you're, eventually. It's gonna be something. You, you, you definitely only practice when we do a show. I never think about it until until <laughs> Joey says T-shirts, and then I'm like, Oh God, I got to figure this thing out. <laughs> and eventually, it'll great, be something. Fans. What you're, you're seeing, you know, cr- the creative process. That's right. Uh, you know what? In action. You can go back and listen to all the old shows. I, the the the, uh, the Bobby Sick Leonard thing by itself took a long time. Like we didn't just we didn't just we've been singing this from the beginning, but like the intro to it, all that stuff evolved. You're right in real time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I never sat, you know, down and was like, I'm going to write this out. Sit down at the, at the keyboard, uh, <laughs> the ashtray, and it's like, all right, let's do this. That's right. <laughs> I'll be in my lab. See you tomorrow. That was the first time he quit his job. <laughs> I got to write a song, guys. Uh, I'm putting in my notice. No, no, I don't have to write a song. I have to write an intro to a song. <laughs> the song's already been written for me. I'm good. That's true. It is just an adaptation. I just need to rewrite something that's uh, an adaptation of a song that was already written. So. So I'm going to need, uh, you know, six months paid leave or something. <laughs>